welcome pioneers we are finally in season three through the eyes of men uh upcoming fathers talking to men who don't have kids but want them and today we have on here josh Woo! Woo! so josh tell us a little bit about yourself yeah uh so i'm a dude from washington <laughs> i'm 26 and i didn't think i would get to this age honestly <laughs> didn't think so yeah i know um and i'm i am currently dating and um man i i've been in ministry off and on for the past decade and um i'm a big music lover and a big movie guy uh but most of all I'm, i i i enjoy um people and i enjoy the relationships in my life quite a bit all righty first question are you expecting a child or do you want one in the future oh i'm not expecting a child i think that'd be off character <laughs> I think we'd have like a different podcast yeah. going at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Although, no, I do want kids in the future. Uh, at what point? I mean, it's kind of hard to tell right mm-hmm. now because, you know, financially it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um, but I do want kids because uh, I, I think that, you know, breaking generational curses is a big deal. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, I kind of want to like commit to that with my yeah. kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're ready to be a dad? Right now? <laughs> You know, I think, oh, that's a good question. There is a um, kind of a dichotomous answer mm-hmm. because on one hand, yeah, but on the other hand, no. Um, when I when I say yes, it's because yes, I physically could and I could make it work yeah. and it could actually even push me to be a better man right yeah. now. Um, and would I be able to have the same lifestyle that yeah. I'm living now? Probably not. But I mean, that's a sacrifice you make. Um, no, if I want to put it off, yeah. like... Yeah, I could have a better lifestyle that I could support my kids in and like have this, you know, ideal, you know, American dream situation. Yeah. But um, so if I want to have kids now, it'll be harder, but yeah. could be worthwhile. If I want to have kids later, it might be a little bit easier, but who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe either one is a good idea. Yeah. So in what way are you ready and prepared for as it pertains to fatherhood? In what way am I ready and prepared for? I think in one way I'm ready is is I I think I can handle the responsibility of it, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> I've raised a dog from a baby <laughs> to now an adult, so I feel like I've got a handle on like okay my frustrations and like how do I handle for, like just my anger yeah. and stuff and discipline. But uh, I think I'm ready in the fact that I no the responsibility I think I could handle it. Not ready. I think just financially, I might yeah. want to be in a better spot. But again, that's just a want, not necessarily yeah. a need. Yeah. Is your dad in your life, and how do you think that will affect your fatherhood? Oh. So how's my dad in real life, and how that would affect my kids? Yeah, is your dad in your life, yes, and how do you yes, think that will affect yeah. your fatherhood? Um, he is. Um, I've had to kind of unlearn a lot of how my father's done his... Uh, parenting because he got married in a very like weird way like he had uh, his first kid when he was in college but like they ended up actually aborting the kid Mm -hmm. and they got married after that Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of a weird situation he had to finish college like get a job and it was just they had to figure it out along the way Mm -hmm. and that's definitely not how I want to do it yeah and I think that for me personally, I want to have wrestled a lot with my character first yeah. mm-hmm. so that I know what things to look out for yeah. as I'm raising my kid, you know, whether it's like anger issues mm-hmm. or whether it's 
um, like how do I handle um, really hard times and how yeah. do I like model like that 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 ideal in front of my child yeah. in a way mm -hmm. that they can model yeah. after because I had to kind of figure out what the ideal father figure was mm -hmm. way after growing up yeah but yeah, mentors are important could you be a father to someone else's child I think yeah yeah I think every uh, man of God should have that ability um some fathers are uh, or like some young people simply being like the embodiment of christ in their life can yeah. be um an incredibly useful thing um oftentimes we think of being a father as like we're like really old and stuff yeah. but the reality is like kids who are like 10 12 13 and somebody who's in their 20s like they could be their dad, I guess, yeah. like in, in a way. Um, but yeah, I think, I, you know, you can just model, you know, be there for them and pour into their life and just be a genuine friend to them. And um, and I think that could fill that fatherly void that they might have in their life. How many kids do you want? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I think it would depend on how much my, my wife wants too. Like I can't, I don't know if I can answer that fully. <laughs> I think three's a good one, like three or four. Yeah. Anything more than any is too much. Oh, that's funny. No, I think maybe three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Have a little tribe going, you know. <laughs> I have a friend of mine, he's the same one. I think he said he wanted a football team and I was like, Oh my god, no, why are we friends? I think it'd be hard. Like I didn't I don't I didn't even want to be married, really. Oh, wow. be just because of like the way my parents yeah. situation worked out. Um, but over time I'm like, Yeah, I really don't want to be alone mm, when they die. Yeah. You know? And it would be really great to just be me and because me and me the gal I'm dating right now, she's said that she doesn't want kids immediately and I'm like neither do I um but later down the road you know it'd be great to just be us but at the same time it's like your parents are gonna yeah. die your mm -hmm. grandparents are gonna die and all that's gonna be left it's is just, just you, your family you your so, siblings yeah 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 wow how would you handle the death miscarriage stillbirths etc of your child wow I think that that is an excellent question because there are people in my life that have dealt with that. I think as a, I think it would trouble me, but I think I would be able to handle it. I think it'd be a, a way bigger deal for my, for my wife simply because like, this is something that's happened yeah. to her. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't empathize with it, but yeah. I, can, I can like bear with her emotions yeah. in it. Um, it would, it would, it would suck for sure. Yeah. How would I deal with it? I would definitely need to, you know, talk, with one of my mentors, somebody who's really close with me and, uh, just have them share that burden. Yeah. Um, and just to wait it out. Time really does make a, a big difference. I think in, in, in trauma. What traditions do you want to break with your kids? Ooh, um, I want to break the, uh, the, the terrible food cycle where like my family does. Sorry. I know this isn't like a tradition, <laughs> but like my family, like historically sucks at making food. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Like terrible food. What is so that? my family like it has always like been like mashed potatoes, corn, and chicken, and I'm like I love those things. <laughs> but there are other things. But there are eat. other things in the world that we can eat. Um, I want to I want to like be a place where we're super hospitable. Yeah. Like I want it to be a tradition where 
people like our, our home is known as being a place people can just come yeah. to because mm-hmm. I think that later down the road and I've talked to my like my, my gal about this that I would like to do like adoption and foster yeah. kids and stuff and like have property where that, where that could happen yeah. um, and just have it be a place people could come to I yeah. think that'd be a cool tradition to have Courtney said the exact same thing yeah, she was like she... she had a dream and she had a massive house in every room there was a kid and I was like oh my god no I would love it <laughs> one of my favorite books is actually called The Secret Life of Bees and it's a coming of age story for women I, it, very backwards I yeah. know but it's one of my favorites because this white girl runs away from her home and she ends up living with three um, black women yeah. in the south during like a really horrible time and they owned uh, bees on yeah. the farm one of my favorite settings in any book and uh and these three women um take her in yeah. and she just and and the, the house is almost like a like a, a place people can just come to like a safe haven yeah. it's all in this like turmoil and uh and i've always thought that i would love to do something like yeah. that you know should be a safe, safe space and place for people. Yeah. What traditions do you want to start? Oh, yeah. Man. I did think about this. It's hard, though. I, I don't think I have a straight answer for it because I haven't given too much thought to tradi- like what traditions yeah. I want to start. You can even lump in generational um, wealth, prosperity, friendships, etc. that you want to start. Okay. Yeah, I think that I want to have, um, man, this is a really, this is really a hard question. <laughs> I didn't know how to answer this. What did, like, what did you say? Like, what would you say? Um, I would say curiosity, a healthy dose of curiosity. Um, I feel like we've gotten too curious in the wrong way and mm. no one has a healthy curiosity. And what I mean by that is, Everyone's so curious, huh, what if I go do this and what if I go do that? But no one's filtering it through the lens of, okay, just because I'm curious about this, is this right or wrong? Right. And then you see why you have people questioning their genders everything. and program, yeah. uh, pro- pronouns and a bunch of like literally everything because yeah. no one has healthy curiosity. Right. So for me, I feel like I would cultivate healthy, healthy curiosity because it's like Steve Jobs, uh, Bill Gates, and it, like they had curiosity. They right. saw a problem. They're like, okay, I think maybe, maybe I could fix this. Right. So for me, it would definitely be a healthy dose of curiosity of, okay, let me wonder about this. Let me dream. Let me adventure. But let me pull it back and filter it through the lenses of Christ. Is That's this right amazing. or wrong? That's, that is fantastic. I'll jump off of that. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll, and I'll actually kind of integrate that a yeah. little bit. Um, I would probably cultivate, cultivate an environment of like of thinking. Yeah. You know, mm. allow them, you know, give them the tools yeah. they need in order to uh, like like give them a foundation, but then also like challenge and be like, hey, yeah. what are you thinking? Like, mm-hmm. let's go through this, you know? And, and actually, and say that because kids, you know, there is that parent dynamic where there's the authority and yeah. there's like the, the child, but at the same time, I want to like train them to be people who can um, go out into the world on their own. Yeah. And, and so in the, in the environment of the house, I want to be able to have them come to me and, yeah. and challenge things yeah. and then, be able to push back and yeah. you know make that okay and yeah. even if they're messing up be like this is a place you can come to and we can talk about yeah. it yeah um i just i recently had an interview and that was like that um because one of my complaints with sherry's is there it's not an environment to where as employees or as those not in management we could go to them and be like 
hey, this isn't working right. I think maybe we could do it like this. Like, it wasn't an environment like that. In an interview I had, that's the main thing he said. He said, if you see something, say something. He was like, I can't be the one to think of it all. Right. Maybe you have a process or maybe you want to do something that if we can do it, then you should tell us because right. maybe we should. Oh, so, that's good. And I, so I was like, that is, that's dope. <laughs> like, I like And I that. think it'd be good, not all parents, because like I said, all kids are different, but to have an environment like that to where they can come and be like hey yeah no i don't like what you said or how you said it and then as the parent you guys both be on that understanding to be like okay yeah so let's talk about it like i feel like i don't know me growing up i don't i feel like the older i got the more my parents kind of gave me that voice but i feel like when i was younger it's like because i'm the adult because i said so and i'm like okay but that doesn't always mean well (laughs) and today and today it seems like we've got you're absolutely right like that's such an odd dynamic because you often are left with more questions than you are Mm -hmm. answers and that can be terrible for a child. Yeah. We've kind of swung in a really, you know, in the opposite direction yeah. in our culture where mm-hmm. like the kids now have the authority. Yep. Over the and parent. they're taking control. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, so on one hand, there is that dynamic where the parent says something, but they say, I have, but it, give it like more explanation to it. It's like, yeah. I said this because yeah, there are exactly. things that you don't mm-hmm. know that I do. One day you'll get it. And I know that that, that doesn't make sense now. Yeah. But we'll explain it one day when you can yeah, understand exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. And kids do need to be okay with not knowing. Like, how many times do we have to be okay with it? Our <laughs> boss does something and, like, says something to us and makes us do something. We're like, why are you making me do this? Like, I mean, like, even just following Christ. Like, right. he tells you to walk but gives you no direction. No direction. And I'm like, what do you mean? Because <laughs> I said so. It's what like, do you mean? Yeah, God. <laughs> explain yourself, man. Right. God does that to us all the time. Yes. He's like... Yes. Because I said so, yes. dude. Like, come on. Ugh, How, so why is this hard? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's Literally. Like, next step. <laughs> Just keep going. Okay, you still turn around. Okay, but like, you, you didn't. Okay, where am I going? Like, did you ever? Um, did you ever read that book? It's a kids' book called like the Mole, the Fox, and the. It's there's one other. So. But anyways, in that book, um, he says, um, or the the narrator says, I think it's the elephant. The elephant okay. says, um tells the kid because the kid's asking like where do i go and yeah. he's like um, i can't see you through the fog and he says like can you see your next step and he mm. said yeah and he goes then take that mm. and i don't know i thought that was interesting yeah that is so true definition of faith <laughs> what is one thing you want your kid to know you for i would like them to know me for being somebody who's um uh, genuine primarily yeah um, but genuine in my not just my faith but also just um, someone who did everything they could for you know for the people that was that were that were in yeah that were in my life um, the other thing that I realized though recently is that when we try to like curate um, a perspective on like like we want other people to, to know us for something is we tend to like create this like, for example, like some people are like, I want to be a writer, right? Yeah. They'd be like, so that's my whole identity. I want yeah. to be that mm-hmm. and people to know me for that. And then the problem is, is that we end up becoming extremely depressed and yeah. like discontent when we're not achieving our arbitrary like identity goal. Yeah. And it is so hard because God has called us to, you know, have our identity in yeah. him. And the, and the problem is that our identity fluctuates so much throughout yeah. life mm-hmm. that um, to be any one thing is, um, is nearly impossible because we play so many different roles through yeah. life. 
So I think primarily I would like them to know me as somebody who like loved them. Yeah. And that, I mean, I'd be okay with that because as long as that's handled. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anything else I'm okay with? You know what's funny? Um, I was thinking about this last night because... Well, not last night. I wasn't thinking about it. I was dreaming about it. But um, the dream was... Um, they asked me, how did I handle doing and being all of these things and still being a Christian? I'm like, well, I'll put those lenses on first. And then before I make a move or decision, then I put the lenses of Christianity over it. Huh. So if I'm a writer or a publicist, podcaster, wife, mother, yeah. I put those lenses on first because those are the ones that I'm trying to see out of. Right. But before I make a move or decision, I put the lenses of Christianity over it. Okay, through this... Is this what I want to do? Does yeah. this align with what he has allowed me to do or what he said is okay or what he said is right or wrong? That's an interesting one. What you said just then when you said what he has allowed me to do, like, that's... that's. I that's, don't think... Yeah, that's serious. So we, we say, like, that God is, like, Lord and Master, right. but I don't think we really truly mean it because it's yeah. like... As Lord and Master, if a king tells you not to do something, like physical real king, you're not going to do it. No. Because you know it's treason. You're going against what he says. So if we call him the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, we yeah. call him Master, he's going to allow us. He gives us free will so he doesn't. So he's not a tyrant and he knows right. that whatever we do within him is a choice on our end. Yeah. But at the same time, once again, his title is King of Kings, right. Lord of Lords. Yeah. So there are certain things that he doesn't want us to do or certain things that he literally will not allow us to do because he knows that that's not good for us. Yeah. Because as we've seen, too much free will is a hot mess. Like, Absolutely. So yeah. there are certain things that he just will not allow. And I think for us, we just we see that as he's bad or we see that as he doesn't care. But that's not the case. He's not allowing it because it would just open up a box that Seriously? we're not ready no, or handle for you're right? absolutely correct about that how much of what you're doing today would you be able to handle 10 yeah. years ago mm -hmm. or even the consequences of Seriously, what you've you, done like, like and god sees infinitely further yeah. than we do like and and i just got to jump off of that point yeah. because we in our culture have because we are such a, like a freedom-based yep. culture mm -hmm. i was going to write my psychology thesis on this uh in the title of it was called the submission freedom complex yeah. or dichotomy where like the more we submit to to god the more free we are yeah um because in this paradox of choice that we have we often feel like we don't have choice yep. because it's this paralysis of analysis yeah. we get into and as we submit to the Lord and we and we're obedient and where where we're at, He's like, okay, you were obedient there. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's move on to the next thing, yeah. right? It's that classic faithful and small things. Mm -hmm. But it's not just for His sake. Like, yeah, like could you exactly. move on to a bigger thing if you knew <laughs> yeah, that you over here it. you couldn't mm -hmm. handle that? Exactly. I don't trust myself to do certain things yes, simply exactly. because of you that. know you can't handle it. Right. Yes, exactly. And you want to know what's funny? Because I, in my dream, that's something I always said. I was like, people always think that he's tyrant or that he's evil or that he's demanding or that he's bossy. He's not. He just sees 300 million generations in the future and right. he knows that if you make this one decision, it will 
will affect all of them. So yeah. it's like he just has foresight that we don't have. And going back to the economy of parents, yeah, the like parents, yeah. they have that's how kids it is exactly. Yeah. And it's and, but I feel like the uh, we were watching. Uh, well, I was. What where, was I? Were we watching? I think we were watching. Yeah, okay. Well, my friends and I were going through the MCU and starting from the beginning. Oh, wow. Um, but either... Oh, God. <laughs> um, so either we were on Avengers or I watched Avengers on my own. I can't really remember. Yeah. But um, a lot of movies. I remember when Loki was like, they need to be ruled. And I, think I about immediately, that all the time. immediately agreed. I was like, I don't like how you're ruling, but that is so true. Because we see it every day when we're presented with so many choices. We don't make a choice. We just sit on our we just sit on our hands. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, there's just too much. Right. But when we we don't have that and we just do what we're told because God knows what's best for us and not what we think is best for us. Like you said, it's the freedom. It's like the freedom. it's the yeah. freedom. So it's just I don't know. So I've, submitting to him. Yes. And, and it's so weird because Loki in that scene, he looks like a shepherd. Yes, literally. And I'm like, why? Because he's he's obviously yes, the bad guy in this situation. Exactly. But like every time I see it, I'm like, I kind of agree. Though. Yeah, exactly. Every time I see it too, I, I'm like, I think the same things. Because for me, I'm like, if I don't think the same thing, then that means I'm not really willing to be submitted to God. And then why would I call myself a Christian? Why would I say I'm a child of his? Why would I say I'm a follower if I'm not really willing to submit to him? Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then that also correlates to why the world is the way it is. No one respects authority anymore. That's the thing. And that's part of the reason why it's hard for a lot of people to come to Christianity because he is end all be all. Yeah. So if he is the authority in your life, you have to go to him and ask for everything. Yeah. And you can do that with your boss, but you can't do that with God. Or you can't do that with your boss. Makes sense why you can't do it with God. You can't do it with your husband. Makes sense why you can't do it with God. Can't do it with your dad. Don't respect your dad. Makes sense why God the Father, you have a problem with him. Like... It's just, it's that's just, just you're it's like just, throwing way too much out. You don't there. even that's understand. Amazing. Like that's this yeah. is literally what I was dreaming yeah. last night. Wow. Like this was my entire dream last night. I'm like, you wonder why people have a problem with Christianity and with God. Because we have just lost the ability to submit to authority. Yeah. Your boss says something, you gotta you feel the need to complain and complain out loud, complain to them, go to yeah. them, or you're just disgruntled. But it's like, like we said, they just have foresight, you don't. Right. But because we no longer respect authority. It's like you see why everything the way it right. is. And like we want to be in that position of yes. authority, but we're unwilling to submit to exactly. that authority. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> my my pastor in Texas, oh my gosh, I learned so much from that man. And one of the things, there is so much that I will and forever take from him. But one of the things that he told me that I try extremely hard to embody, he said, be the person you want to see in your life. That's what he would always say. So yeah. he was like, if you want a husband that prays or that does this and that, you be willing to do it first. If right. you want to be a boss, then what kind of boss do you want to be? Now you go and try to embody that and not like be egotistical and not trying to make yourself more, but basis where you're at. How do you be that leader that you want to see? Right. So that for me, I try really hard to embody that, but we don't think like that anymore yeah. we're not thinking okay oh, something else he said that goes along with this he said how you treat the authority figures in your life is it a direct representation direct representation how you would treat god if he was physically here right because he places them 
in your life to lead and shepherd you physically, not yeah. even like, because that's their role as a leader. Yeah. And then you wonder why you have men who are walking around with no power because we've taken them out of the authority that God has placed them in. Right. He, the structure of marriage, <laughs> man is first. Like, and we think that as women, like we're, we're um, inferior. No, we're still equal, but the authority and the power was given to the man <laughs> for a reason. It's like, gosh, it's just, this was my dream last night, and it that's was just wild. frustrating me. That's wild because, like, everything you like you you've said there, gosh, we could unpack that for hours. Literally, but you, but it, it goes. It makes sense as to why the world is falling the way it is. Yeah. Because a dad is either not at home or he is at home, but he doesn't have the power that he's supposed to. So, in when you don't see the man having the power that he's supposed to, a it directly correlates with how you see God, mm. and then and that's speaking from experience. It directly correlates with how you see God. Yeah. But b it also correlates your ability to properly submit, because mm. that is the first person that you submit to. If he says something, you do it. Right. And of course, as children, we're going to be disobedient. But that's the structure of the family. That's how it was originally made to be. Yeah. And if he's a tyrant, you're going to view God like exactly, a yeah. literally. And if he's not there, no wonder why you don't trust God because. Right. That wasn't there. God's not going to be yeah, there. If absolutely. I ask that for something, I, and once again, speaking from experience, yeah. because even though my dad is in my life, he wasn't physically in the house. Oh. So not seeing him there, and even sometimes I would ask him for things, and like he just wouldn't have it. And at the time, I didn't know his situation, but to me, it's like, okay, you didn't have it. And I didn't know till later on, till now, that I've been doing that to God. And it was like, because he wasn't there, because he didn't have it, I'm not going to ask you, because you're just going to say no, and you're just going to let yeah, me down. Wow. And it's like, we... We're not thinking like that and you wonder why <laughs> wonder why you got people walking around with open wounds like we need that we Absolutely. need that and we not just need him but we all we all need to just find our place and get in it like genuinely as women as mothers as fathers everyone just needs to step into the into the authority that god gave them stop trying to put yourself over people can we just stop please that, like, i think that that primarily is like that right there is, is is such a good point because we are so badly trying to become yes. like like we're, we're trying to put people in ceo positions and it's like yeah like why aren't why aren't like more of you guys in like it, it name the you yeah. know the, the the group or whatever the you know the the sexual group or the, yeah. or the racial group mm -hmm. or the gender group or whatever it's like so we're trying to elevate everybody yes, with these power positions exactly. it's like do you like do you realize that that, that that the person who is handing you your coffee is just as important to the infrastructure yes, of our literally. country as the person who's running this Fortune 500. Literally. And what's to say that the guy running the Fortune 500 has a better quality of life than you mm -hmm. would over here being a nurse yep. or whatever yep. it is, you know? But it also is like we're, we're lacking and we're missing people because no one's getting in their place. Oh, yeah. So, and you wonder why, like... In some areas, there's a deficit. In others, there's a surplus. Because everyone wants to, this looks good, this feels good, this is making more money. I Let was... me go over here. But, okay, that's not your place. Like, right. we need you where you are going to function the best. Not just in society, but just as a, glo globally, just kingdom-wise. It's like It is weird how accurate sometimes. Like, do you, did you ever watch those, like, like teen dystopia movies? Yes. Like, like mm -hmm. Divergent or mm -hmm. whatever? They're microcosms of the big like yeah, society literally. because in those movies you can you can actually have a grasp on how societies function, right? Yeah. You have these scientists or you have these warriors mm -hmm. or you have these and everyone does their part. Yeah. 
when does the society break down? When every, when someone stops when doing someone what, stops doing right. what they're supposed to be doing, and it's like obviously there was there was a there was a an evil scheme behind yeah. the, the the whole situation. But in actual society, that happens. It begins to break down when people do what they want in their yes, own lives. Yes, exactly. It's like, it's like well. I mean, the consequences are, you know, detrimental yeah. <laughs> and generational. And it's like, I don't think we think about that. We we want to have kids and we want to procreate and we want to leave legacies, but we're not paying attention to what we do. Like, yeah. <laughs> what we do on a daily basis directly affects that. So whatever legacy you leave or you, you're trying to build, yeah. you could also be simultaneously breaking it. Like, why are we not thinking like this? Why can't everyone just get, get in your spot, get in your lane, and calm down? Like, just because you're not over here where you think is more powered. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Like, you cannot, you physically cannot, if you go to a grocery store, you cannot have a bagger trying to be the person who's um, checking out. No. You can't have the person who's checking out trying to also be on the floor all at the same time. Everyone needs to get in their spot. Like, you, if you just break down a business, once everyone is in their position, the day will run smoothly. But if everyone is trying to be everyone else's, every it's just chaos yeah, because there's no out, or order. Or people calling sick. Yes, or they literally. Out, you know, they just leave entirely. I mean, every just get in yeah. your spot, Jesus. I, I knew this guy. His name was Sam, and he was in nursing school last night. Last mm-hmm. I saw him, and he was, and this was like at the height of the like the the world traveling yeah. like hype that was going on between twenty sixteen and twenty twenty. Yeah, you remember this? Like yeah. twenty eighteen, I feel like was like the pinnacle. yeah. Everybody just wanted to go everywhere. Everyone was trying mm-hmm. to travel, and he and he and I were talking, and he said that, you know. Josh, you should you should continue doing what you're doing because like we can't have everybody wanting to be do that. Like we, we can't. It's like, I mean, but not also the way that kingdom is structured. If Abraham wouldn't have been and done what God told him to be and do, you wouldn't get Isaac. No. If Isaac hadn't done and been what God told him to be and do, you wouldn't get Jacob. You didn't get Jacob, you wouldn't have the Israelites because Jacob becomes Israel, who becomes the Israelites. Right. Like, but people were not thinking like that. You have to do and be what He's called you to be yeah. because there is. It's literally like a clock. You are the missing piece that is keeping this from running. Yeah. But if you're over here trying to be more important right. or less important than you think you are, like. No, you're you're as important as you are in the position that you're in. Exactly, and like how well you do that. Joseph is the prime example. It's like wherever yeah. he was mm-hmm. at, and it didn't matter if it was prison or cleaning floors. He did it in excellence. It was. Yep. He did it as best as he could. And was there injustice? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Does that mean that you that you don't continue to do what you're supposed to? It's mm-hmm. like. No, because it, at the end of the day, it's because of our nearsightedness with yeah, serving people exactly. that we don't realize mm-hmm. that like God is the person that we're serving in the midst of yep. this. You know. But you want to know, going on to that, because this story was also in the dream. If Joseph hadn't have done and been, once again, what God told him to do and be, the children of Israel would not have gone into Egypt, which causes them to go into slavery, yep. which causes Moses to be born, which causes Moses to lead them out of slavery, causes 40 years of wandering, which causes them to get to the promised land. Exactly. But pinnacle, it hinges on Joseph because if right. he hadn't done and Obedience. been, yeah. like if he hadn't been obedient and been in his spot and in his place, they wouldn't have even been in Egypt anyway. And how much of the Bible would have been not there? <laughs> like, right, absolutely. Like, so I don't think we're thinking about that. Because like you said, we have such nearsightedness. But if you would just get in your spot, like you would see that not only does that affect you and your life and yep. your world, but 
all these other people who now can and or want to get in their spot will because you're in yours. Like my pastor in Texas, he would say that all the freaking time. He said, who are you holding in captivity because of your disobedience? And that sticks with me. Like he, I think he told me that in like 2017. Um, he did, he did elaborate on on that, but uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but to me, it sticks with me. And the whole gist of it was, if you are not being obedient to God and you are not doing what he says or going where, then you're holding someone else up because God doesn't get off the throne to best bless people. He uses us to bless people. Oh, wow. And like that sticks with me every day. I'm like, when I'm not doing and being and going where he told me to, then who else am I hurting? Because I'm somebody else's blessing somebody else's miracle is dependent upon me and likewise my blessing my miracle is dependent on someone else and god will give them the resources the funds or whatever he would even orchestrate the meeting in the encounter you know and it's that obedience too like there there, there are two examples of something that happened in the last couple of weeks that, that that are wild and i need to explain them um i've been like I tithe regularly, but mm-hmm. I but I've been like really relaxed about it. I don't look. I didn't look at my paychecks and mm-hmm. just go like, what's actually ten percent, mm-hmm. and then ha- what can I add on top? Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I was just like, okay, this is the amount I'll give, and then bam. Yeah. The literally the day I decided, okay, no, I'm gonna actually just take the ten yeah. percent and then add on ten after that. Yeah. The day after that, I literally felt like thirty pounds, like on my soul, mm-hmm. was just lifted, yeah. and I and I went into work the next day, and I was like. Why do I feel tired or like, why do I have this energy? Why, yeah. why? Because for like a year, I have felt like I've just been heavy. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I'm going to be obedient. I'm just going to do this. And then the other thing I did, I was like, you know what? I don't want my phone to be a temptation for pornography. Yeah. So I'm going to get rid of my, my, uh, my, my, um, what is it called? Safari and then yeah. add in an app and then add like an accountability partner. Yeah. And it's like 20 bucks a month. And I'm like, you know what? For 20 bucks a month, if I can get rid of a sin. Yeah, exactly. Do you, don't you think God is capable of yes, like adding to you? It's like, so I'm like, you know what? whatever. I'm just going to give these things yeah. so that I can be obedient. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, you know, and, and then like immediately there were differences. And I was like, this yeah. is crazy. But that, and I feel like for me, because I was telling um, one of my teachers, um, because I wanted him to be a part of this, because when I was in school, like, because I, um, so Courtney says something that like, it it broke my mind. <laughs> like, so when I was interviewing her, she someone asked her, who do you see doing marriage well? And not only doing it well with each other, but walking in purpose together as a, as a married couple. And I thought, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, was like, I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> like I have, like I can, I can clearly point out relationships that are, they're doing it well, but walking in purpose as a couple, as a family, I can't personally i don't think i could point anybody out really like in my in my life in my circle i don't think i could point anybody out that's tough and exactly and that made me think i was like so who who do who do i see as a father that's doing fatherhood well so i had a teacher when i was in high school man of god and he just he reminded me of my dad if my dad had been in church when i was younger and like actually living the life so i i asked him and i was um i asked him to join this and um when he joined this, uh, we were talking and like after we were talking, catching up and immediately after he, he just remember who you are. Like you were a child of God. Remember mm. faith without works. He did like immediately. And it was like it, for in that moment, I was like, OK, God, like this, this is what I needed. Like you've shown me, like you said, the obedience. I was like, I feel like I'm finally where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm getting in my groove. Like yeah. 
even though I didn't know that this is like part of what he was telling me to do, like this mantle of like just getting to sit and talk to people and listen to people like this. I, I can't tell you how light and how free I freaking right. feel. Right. And it's like I my it's one thing to be happy. I've been happy and excited about things, but I feel like for the first time in a really, really long time, not only do I have joy, but my soul is excited. Mm. And it's like, I don't think I've ever experienced that. But it was like, just like you said, just listening and doing. I couldn't even freaking sleep last night because he was downloading so much stuff into my mind. <laughs> and it was like, it was only, it literally, <laughs> it, but it, it was so amazing because then I was like, because my, and once again, in my small mind, I was like, okay, we'll do a fatherhood one and I'll just reuse all the audio that I already had and just add a couple guys who are upcoming fathers. But the download he gave me, he was like, why do you stop? Just keep asking all the dads in your life. Get as many as you can. Because if you know, and if that's where your heart's at, why won't you talk about it for a little longer? Why won't you be a little mm. louder about it? So when I say he just kept like, he was like, ask this person, ask that person, ask this person. Even if they say no, just ask. And then immediately, that's when the teacher that I was talking about, I couldn't sleep. And I was looking. So I was like, okay, let me go to the school's website, see if I can get his email. I was like, no, it's not there. I was like, does he have a LinkedIn? Does he have a Facebook? Does he have an Instagram? I was like, no. I was like, oh, wait, I remember when I was in school, I emailed him once. So I had his email and I emailed him. And then he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I was like, God, like the obedience of just listening and just just getting in my lane, like to think to because even to hear my aunt or my mom just a bunch of people not just women but a bunch of people able and willing to be vulnerable like i i didn't even realize i was telling marissa this i didn't even realize that i felt like i didn't have a voice and i didn't have a safe space so kind of like you were saying Mm. i feel like i'm trying to create that and i feel like i actually have the means in the way because I've never had to ask anyone to be vulnerable. Everyone's just free and opening up. And I'm like, this is what I want. People to just just talk. Like, yeah. show your heart. Because we need more of that. Everyone is either pretending to be broken or not showing you that they're broken at all. And yeah. it's like, where are the people who are really willing to be true and vulnerable? Like, no, I'm suffering. Like, I and I need help and I don't know how to get it. And also, like, I know there are other people out there. But I haven't heard anybody else in my circle that's dealing with what I'm dealing with. So I feel like for me, like once I started to listen and just, okay, I'm going to just do this. Okay, let me go do that. Let me go do that. Like, then he was just like, okay, there you go. Okay, there you go. There you go. And I'm like, why can't you tell me this like two years ago when I started the podcast? We could have been further along in our life. Like, (laughs) but anyway. That Complete is so tangent. good. That's so good. Complete tangent. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. But, uh, where were we? (laughs) What do you want to impart in your kids the most? Well, primarily, I want them to know what truth is. Mm, yeah. Like, because as time goes on, we are getting in a more convoluted, convoluted mm-hmm. confusing time. So they need to know what truth is mm-hmm. and they need to know how to think and how to um, 
challenge mm-hmm. the status quo and I want them to be courageous and not be afraid to yeah. lose their yeah. lives in the face of like what's going on. Yeah. What do you have to say to other upcoming fathers? It's okay to feel nervous and to mm, feel like yeah. afraid of yeah. the, of being one because it is extraordinarily yeah. frightening. It's a mantle. <laughs> yeah. But also be as wholeheartedly committed to where yeah. you're at in life because the development and the and the in the time you're spending now um in uh in your singleness or your dating phase or whatever is is groundwork because yeah. if you build a, mm-hmm. a house or on on like shaky yeah you know ground it's going to tumble yeah so just be, get a mentor practically speaking get a mentor yes. get people you can talk to really identify what things in your life that you know that you're messing up yeah and tackle them with as much ruthlessness as you can there's an old Mm -hmm. phrase um and i can't remember who said it but they said that the ruthlessness of sin requires ruthlessness with sin yeah so if you know that there's sin just get a handle on it and then finally like be as truthful as you can in your life um with the things that you know you need to be truthful with because um uh, if you can tell the truth to the people in your life and then your marriage will echo that same sentiment and And if your marriage echoes it then your parenting will echo it absolutely truth get a mentor and just you know commit to where you're at in your life and don't try to rush things you know just be where you be everywhere you're at be all there primarily yeah i'm bad at that (laughs) i know me too i'm like i'm I'm a dreamer so i constantly think of things i feel like i I'm a dreamer and a visionary at the same time because, like, I'm a dreamer over here, like, ooh, all these fantasies and right. <laughs> books and magic yeah. and spells and, like, just dreaming of all the fantastical stuff, but also visionary because I'm like, I have a vision for this and I want this to go there. Right. But I don't have, like, <laughs> a, I'm not present where I'm at and B, I don't have a whole lot of people that can be like, okay, I need you to zoom out. <laughs> I mean, that is a big like, deal. I yeah. need you to zoom out. Like, you're looking in, okay. Come back, <laughs> come up for air, breathe, ground yeah. yourself, and then you can go back. What's but... the big picture? Yeah. Because, yeah. man, I started working in the float pool at work, so I go to different departments mm-hmm. all the time, and it has changed my life because yeah. I get hyper-focused in, Yep. and it clouds everything, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I need a perspective shift. Yeah. Like, give me the big picture. Yeah. So if you feel like you're in like a, like you need a bigger you know get that big picture you know just step away from it yep. and take a look and you know what that's um i feel like that's changed the way i worked when i worked at canes they were the first job that cross trained me in everything and they did wow. that with everybody so everyone could do everything so that way scheduling was a breeze because i don't have to wonder if you're capable i know you are because we've already trained you to do this that that jacked the crap out of my mind right. in every way because I saw that if someone wasn't doing their job in this position and me having the know-how, knowing how to do it, then it will affect this position, which affected that position, which affected this service. And just you see all the parts moving. Yeah. And then it just, it really warped my mind because then it starts to make me think, going back to what my pastor said, when I'm not functioning at my yeah. best and or when I'm not being real or authentic, who am I affecting? Right. Because I'm a part of the assembly line, so to speak. And yeah. when I when I didn't finish my part on the little horse, then when it goes to the next person, they can't finish their part. And you before you know it, the product's unfinished, it's incomplete. Oh, like <laughs> I want to piggyback off of that because 
you know, one of the tragedies of like this phone that we mm -hmm. have is that it, I, iPhones in particular is that, you know, they're made with slave labor, slave yeah. labor over in, in Asia. And they, each one of those people who are getting paid hardly anything yeah. are putting together each piece just like it should. They're a specialist. Yeah. So that I can have this. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're not living in very good conditions, yeah. but they were faithful to, to make this yeah. and to make it well. And I'm like, are they less important? It's like, no. Exactly. Every human being on the mm -hmm. planet is affected because they did this properly. Literally. And that's why I'm like, why won't we just get in our spot? Because I'm like, if we, the creativity, the knowledge, the know-how that you have, somebody else needs, but you don't even know who that somebody is because you won't even step on your platform. You're over here in somebody else's platform. Oh, I want to do this. Like, not saying you can't do that, but, but is that where you're most you're effective? Exactly. Yeah. Is that where you're most effective? Is that where you should be? I had, okay, and I'm embarrassed to say this. <laughs> I had this experience last summer when yeah. I got back from Texas. Um, I was working for, um, with my uh, friend from high school. Yeah. He, he owns a roofing company. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wanted me to come on to do sales. But, you know, before I did that for him, um, I actually went up on the roof yeah. and was roofing with yeah. him. Um, and it was backbreaking work. Extru yeah. It was backbreaking. And afterwards, he... So his brother ended up committing suicide while we were working on a mm -hmm. job and it hit him hard. Like it really did. It hit yeah. me hard too. Um, but he was telling me, he's like at the, at the end of it, he's like, Josh, I wish you, cause he ended up, he and I ended up getting into an argument yeah. and we ended up parting ways. He's like, I wish you could have waited like a, a day more because I was trying to, cause you were, you were in a square peg when I was trying to put you, you know, in a circle. And it's like, you were in the wrong position and I was trying to get you over here. Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. You know, I understand. Mm. But, and so all, it's like, God knows where we're best yeah, at. Even exactly. if we're working in a position doing yes. shingles where we're not the most effective, God's yeah. like, I wish you could have waited like a day. Just wait a little longer. Just wait on yep. me because I've got, I, I know that you're most effective over here, but yeah. there's a little bit of character development. Yes. Here, yes. Right? I told my mom that I feel, I said in, I think it was earlier this year, maybe the end of last year, I was like, I feel like God is stretching my faith because the faith I have now will not sustain me for where he's taking me. Where he's taking me, I have no clue. <laughs> but the faith that I have, he is stretching and I feel like I'm breaking. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm growing. I feel like I'm breaking. And I'm, I feel <laughs> from the start of this year till now, the breaking was my control. Because when I say I have literally from January 1st till right now been eating out of the hand of God, like every, when you talk about daily bread, <laughs> I mean like daily bread, I have literally every single day. When I, no, no, absolutely no, no how. I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how. And every day he's provided, he's just come through left and right. And I don't know how that is going to change or affect what's to come but I know that if I hadn't a lot if I hadn't have done and been like what happened the end of last year mm. like it just it changed like my, I feel like my mind broke in a good way I keep saying that but I feel like my mind I feel like it's like a um onion and like I just keep peeling back layers like I feel like my mind constantly breaks all the time I just that's my analogy it's a fresh but layer. yeah literally it's like it's just breaking the topsoil like so we can get to fertile ground but um Oh, I like that. It broke my mind because from what from what happened, you know, and if I'm being honest, you're the only one who knows. Like literally mm. nobody else knows. And I'm 
right now not comfortable with telling anybody else. But um, what happened the end of last mm-hmm. year prepped and primed me literally for the beginning of this year till now. When I say daily, like I cannot do anything. Like I'm over here worrying. And he's like, okay, I, I've, I've already got the provision. Are you just going to ask? Like that's literally, mm-hmm. that's been a daily thing. He's like, it's our, it's like, um. It's like you going to your boss and it's payday and you're complaining because you haven't gotten your check because it's 12 p.m. and you're used to your check being at your house at 8 a.m. But your boss called you in and was like, OK, I want to talk to you. And you're complaining because you're like, OK, I haven't gotten my check. I haven't seen it. But it's literally right behind your boss in his hand. And he's just waiting for you to calmly and respectfully ask for. It. And I'm like, and that's what God has been teaching me. He's like daily bread. Like it's daily for a reason. Like, why are you worrying about what tomorrow like, what if you don't wake up tomorrow? Yeah. Like, chill out and breathe. I got you. And just watching it every day. Talk about steps are ordered. I say every right. day. Because it's even going back to going back to the whole children of Israel and their whole story. It's friends that I met, like, when I first got here, I now have to use and rely on now. Like, just building the relationship and didn't even know. When you're talking about a reason, a season, or a lifetime, like, didn't mm-hmm. even know. Like, I'm just like, oh, they're just my friends. Like, it's just, that's just it. Like, not even thinking that, no, they're your friends for a reason. Like, they yeah. have purpose in your life, but we don't associate that with people and things or places, but we're holding another sermon. Hopefully you're not, going not because we don't want to be looking at well, other not, people in life. Not like using people, but I'm saying, right. but still, yeah. like, we don't even think. That, that, that they God have has a, them for yeah, a purpose exactly. for you. They, that he's positioned them in your life yeah. for this reason. And not saying like a specific reason, but he has positioned them in your life because later on down the line, he knows that you're going to need Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And yeah, just no, watching that. that, and it's like, he has taken my faith to a whole new level. Because when I say, I don't know how, I don't know when, and I don't know where. <laughs> like, it has literally just been like, move. I was like, I don't know where, but okay. <laughs> like it's just it's been oh my gosh it's been so freaking crazy but the joy that my soul has is just (laughs) anyway completely off topic like we have to no actually (laughs) it's actually like bring it back around it's a very on topic because god's uh, god uh, jesus says in the uh in, in the gospels he says you know you, you fathers who know how to give good gifts yeah. how much more your father mm-hmm. you know, your father yep. in heaven is perfect so it's like you ask him for a gift and he'll give it yeah. in a, in, in a more perfect yep. way mm-hmm. you know and ephesians 320 <laughs> yeah absolutely yep. and recently i've just been trying to pray at being grateful for what he's given me yeah. because i heard a sermon and he was saying that that imagine if somebody comes up to you and they all they do is say hey i want this i want this i want this i want this and the entire time you give them those things and all they do is come back to say i want Mm -hmm. this and i want this and i want this how tiresome yeah right it's like we don't do that to the people in our lives why are we doing that to god yeah to god i don't know the gratefulness i think is a big deal like he wants us content more than anything Mm -hmm. else i had a uh pastor explain it a different way and he was like what if you were only given the things that you thanked him for? And I was like, oh, Lord. I was like, my life would look drastically different. Seriously. Because it makes you think of the people. It makes you think of the jobs, the cars, the clothes, the food. Like, it makes you think all of, of all the little things that you don't even think. Like, it would make you, you would start thanking God for the sun. Right. And for atmosphere. Absolutely. Like, the you life you've given me. Literally, like, you would thank him for every little thing. And that, that 
jacked because I was like, oh, Lord, Jesus, I'm so glad you're not petty like me because uh, <laughs> that'd be a little rough because I can't even imagine. like, Because he knows what we want yes. before we even bring it to well, him. Well, not even just once, like going back to practically and physically. Like yeah. if I forgot to thank him for any aspect of the ecosystem that provides me food, that yeah. provides me clothing, that provides me with a job or that then that means I wouldn't have those things. But because he yeah. is all-sufficient and all-knowing, he he knows that I'm not going to think about those, the details and the intricacies that he's planned out for this world. So he's just a good father who gives it anyway. Yeah. But it's scary to think that if I wasn't thankful for those things, but it goes, once again, goes back to your place. If you mistake someone and you think that they're lower or inferior, that they're not valuable where they're at, then where in the machine is it going to cause backups later on because that's the way god planned it like if you look the sun feeds the grass the grass feeds rabbits so on and so forth like we we learned this in school like we've learned literally about ecosystems in school and that is the way that god functions when you're not in your place somewhere in the ecosystem something's getting affected like everything is affected yes because everything is everything is related we don't think about that like i feel like that's why I like stories like the show like Heroes mm. or like the MCU because you directly see character and incidences that connect to the next thing. And that is how life is. But we're so micro and we're so in ourselves and in our own worlds that we're not seeing macro. You are still having an effect on the things and the people around you. Absolutely. Like you're, the consequences are not just consequences for you. Sometimes they're consequences for other people. Like I don't... Yeah, and maybe you're not supposed to reap the benefits. Exactly. Once again, going back to Abraham, God did give him descendants numerous as stars, but he never lived to see it. Yeah. He got he got he got the promise. He just never lived to see we, it. But we're we're all about wanting to have everything now. Microwave generation. Everything. And it's easier than ever in yep. some mm, way. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because yeah. like our the thing that I don't like about social media primarily is that we have an entire generation of people who are relying on their future on an algorithm that changes yeah. all the time. Yep. And it's like, do you really think that that is the kind of life that you want. It's like, mm-hmm. you're not going to find your, your meaning and you're also not yeah. going to find, like at the end of that road, it's empty. Yeah. It is empty. It's like, well, it's better being rich and empty than poor and empty. No. It's like, that is not true. No. That is not true. Because isn't that what they said about Robin Williams? Is that um, when he committed suicide, that no one could tell, like no one could yeah, see no one could that tell. he was depressed or that he was feeling that low. Yeah. But yeah, he's out here making everyone else laugh and making everyone else happy. Yeah. But no one saw how empty and depleted yeah. he was. So it's like just what you see isn't always the case. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think Taylor Swift describes like when she became famous that, mm-hmm. that people who like experience that kind of fame it's almost like their maturity immediately stops. Yeah, I, I, I've seen, I've seen the interview yeah, you're talking about. She, yeah, she said that. And it's like, so she is in a perpetual state of being 13. Yeah. Her entire life, and it's like, that's God has something so much more. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Than to be stuck there. Yeah, yeah, but that kind of goes back to dads because um, seeing men who don't have their father in their lives they're a perpetual little boy and not like they're trying to be immature but because dad wasn't there to say that i'm proud to say that i love you to say that i care to raise you up to be a a good man that is beneficial to society like 
you're all you're this little boy and you don't even realize it but you're you still have this like little boy mentality and in, in state so some of the decisions you do they're immature and they don't make sense but if you look at it through the lenses of a child <laughs> that makes it makes total, total sense. sense like i don't know we, we can be here forever like, <laughs> <laughs> okay last two questions what do you have to say to this generation of men and fathers first men um, we need to be willing to make to take stands for issues that may cost us a lot and we need to be willing to do those things because society right now is becoming so evil Mm -hmm. that it it is going to cost us to do to to do the right thing so mentally prepare yourself for that yeah and also, uh, not being ready is everybody's same yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be a father, not being ready is okay. Yeah. You'll be ready when you get there. God yeah. gives you what you need when you need it. Yeah. Amen. So uh, just <laughs> rest in that fact, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. And last question, what do you have to say to this generation of women and mothers? Oh, yeah. Please be patient with us. Uh, uh, we, uh, unfortunately, there's a generation of, of young, of men and young men who are, uh, not fulfilling the role that we would like to. Yeah. If you would let us be the men that we would yeah. like to be for you, that would be awesome. And, uh, just be patient with us in the process because yeah. we're still growing. Yeah. And also I would piggyback on that to say, to also let, let them know that they have that role and that they have that authority. Cause I feel like more and more men don't even realize that they do, like they should yeah. be leaders and that they're wanted as leaders. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. All right, pioneers and beautiful people with that, that concludes this episode. Josh, thank you so much. It has been dope. Um, and guys, you go check out the website, the Patreon, all the good things. Make sure to like, follow, share. And you guys have a wonderful, amazing week, day, and we will see you in the next one. Bye.